Oh, yeah. Shock and awe. Good evening. It's Andrea Eichmann here with the People's Patriot Project. We are here on Mother's Day, and I just want to give a big shout out to all you mothers out there. Um, keep rocking it. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, we're here tonight to bring you our weekly uh, live show slash podcast. We call it We Got Your Six at Six slash Patriot Playtime. Every week, we bring you a guest, and many times, some new musician, and we share all the good and sometimes not so good things happening in our world, in the big world. Tonight's show is actually going to be rather exciting. We have, I've just met our guest, Sugar Rose. She's going to bring, I believe, some music, motivation, inspiration, fun. I think, I think we're going we're gonna to get the whole gamut tonight. But first, I'm going to ask that you take off your hat. Stand if you can and join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, the to the flag of the United States of America, America and, and to the, the republic, republic for which it stands, stands one nation, nation under God, God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hey, oh my gosh, can I do Mr. Peterson? Thank you for being here. This is a, a teacher from my high school, wrestling coach, the dad of a good friend of mine. Um, thank you for being here. It's awesome to see you. I'm much appreciated as well. Much well I thought you were saying thank you to me. Oh, yeah. Well, you're S-E-N. This one's S-O-N. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. Mr. Peterson. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you weren't at my high school, so that would be I weird. was not. I, I That was <laughs> way, way before my time, and I don't know if, you know, uh, Laura Ingalls probably was hanging you know out what? with you guys. And... Yeah. He likes to play that way, but you know he's way older than I am, so just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, you're always, always awesome. Thank you for being here. Storm oh, Riders. There's our Cammy. Tony Turner, and, and uh, here's our shout-out for the day. This evening would not be happening the way that it's happening if it was not for Tony Turner. So thank you, Tony and Misty, for uh, getting everything hooked up, connected, and put in place. And uh, we greatly appreciate um, the professional way. As we say, it's great to have you in the network, but uh, you're fam, dog. You know that. We're good. And uh, this is we were just talking about that with Sugar Rose before we started. We're so excited to bring her into the family and show her the world of uh, the, the WP3 Nation, the Patriot Nation. Buzz Brian, good to see you, brother. Um, and I I gotta mention we've got a special guest in the house. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say this guy. We got Greg <laughs> Hanks in the house, literally in the house. Isn't that something cool? That's a that's one of those small world uh big connection kind of things, big network things. Um, 
I'm sure we'll hear from him in a little bit too. We kind of made a plan and it is what it works the way it is. And I just kind of trudge forward how I need to trudge forward. And uh, next thing we know, he's knocking on the door and boom, he's here. <laughs> I love it. it. Mike Felsky. <laughs> it is Mother's Day. About, you want to talk about, you want to talk about Mother's Day? Let me do my, not mine, our uh, Mother's Day uh, little note because it's, Mother's Days, they they fit so they fit so many of the little shapes in this thing when it comes to Mother's Day. Um, and so, uh, Happy Mother's Day to all those amazing mothers. First of all, thank you for the amazing job you've done. Uh, you not you can't be a mother without having a child. That's the way it works. Andrea had some uh, interesting <laughs> comments before the show uh, from some friends and family. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Paula, my cousin, Paula, she also had four boys, Sugar Rose. She also has four boys. I'll tell you that in the post show gathering. Um, thank you, Paula. That's an interesting way to wish it a happy. Yeah. Something, <laughs> something used a phrase using something that rhymes with hooter in there, which I probably shouldn't say that one. Either, oh but. my gosh. So, and she's also, um, she's also the mother of a national guard, army national guard, Iowa, um, three tours um cassidy was also my um ring bearer so even double to you paula thank you very much again so i'll start this amazing poetic <laughs> opportunity created by the one and only uh happy mother's day to all those amazing mothers thank you to those mothers out there that are deployed and serving in our military and as a first responder on the front lines battling the battles that we have to battle on a daily Thank you to those mothers who instilled in their children the values of service, and because of that, they're missing their child today as they are out deployed and are serving in our military or on the front lines as a first responder. Our heart goes out to those mothers that have lost a child due to their service while on duty or post-duty. Our hearts go out with you. And finally, we want to remember those mothers we've lost, and even more, the mothers we've lost because of their intent to serve and their service uh, while deployed in their post enlistment and or deployment. Our hearts go out to all those mothers. Um, we could not be in this mission without you. And we appreciate all of you uh, and the support you give the people's Patriot project as well. Thank you mothers. I did it this year without crying. That was actually, yeah, you got through all of that. Wow. Practice. I practiced it. Well, I'm going to tell you a secret. I haven't read my card yet because everybody was here when I got my card. I started reading it and then I was like, you know, you guys, I'll just, I'm going to read this one. It was one of those big ones with a lot of words. And I'm sure there was some that would probably touch my heart a little too much and make it come out of my eyeballs. So yes, it's on the counter. I will read it in just a little bit. Jeff, Dave, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. And we will be We'll be getting caught up in a very short time um, this week. So thank you. I love it. You guys. Oh, Tony. Tony's too nice. Good job. Well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what we got in the news, my friend? Oh, my gosh. I will tell you what. It is not nearly as long as last week. So, um, well, parts are. But we'll start out with it being, of course, the month of the military caregiver. And so our network, really, I sat down last week and thought about this. Um, because of all the people that we've met um, locally and nationally, there are so many 
caregiver family members out there. And I love when it crosses over like that. That's not it, though. There are tons of you out there. Thank you for taking care of our military. Um, it's also National Military Appreciation Month. And so we encourage everyone to observe the month in a symbol of unity. Um, this honors current and former members of the U.S. Armed Forces, including those who have died in the pursuit of freedom. Um, so today, I had to look this one up before I brought it on. Today is um, VE Day. Those of you that know what that means, VE Day is Victory in Europe Day. And this is commemorated every day on May 8th. It is in 1945, Nazi Germany unconditionally surrendered to the Allied forces of the Second World War. Um, this day in history marked the end of World War II in Europe, although the, world, the war, war would continue in the Pacific Theater of Operations. The 76th anniversary is what we are celebrating today for VE Day. And it's recognized as part of National Military Appreciation Month. So thank you to uh, anyone that's still, well, that, if you know what that is, um, Victory in Europe Day. Um, May 13th, so we have that coming up. We celebrate Children of Fallen Patriots Day. So for the past 25 years, more than 15,000 children have lost parents in military conflict. Children of Fallen Patriots Day was created in order to both honor these children and raise awareness of the sacrifices and struggles they must endure in the wake of their parents' death. May 13th was selected um, as the date of observance due to being the day Nash the Arlington National Cemetery was established in 1864. Although Children of Fallen Patriots Day is not a nationally recognized day of remembrance since 2014, Governors from across the nation have issued proclamations to officially designate May 13th as a day to honor these children. And again, we've met many of these children in our network, and some, some become the world's best speakers and, and the military fallen world, uh, best speakers as well. Um, and then May 15th. So I think that's actually next Sunday. Heads up. Peace Officers Memorial Day. Peace Officers Memorial Day is an annual remembrance of law enforcement officers who have died or who have been disabled in the line of duty. Their observance, this observance is in a similar spirit to similar days dedicated to military members who have died in the line of duty. And a presidential proclamation in 2020 essentially sums up the motivation behind that day. From the text of that proclamation, quote, on Peace Officers Memorial Day and during Police Week, we commend the brave men and women of our law enforcement community for continually sum summoning the courage to fulfill their solemn oath to protect and serve, unquote. And there we have it, a few things to look forward to this week. I love it. <laughs> look at this. We Hi. had someone sneak into the show. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? I love it. Welcome, hey, Tony. Tony hello, hello. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Everyone. thank you. What's new with Tony Turner? Um, well, uh, I was just nominated for um, Outlaw Country Vocalist of 2022. Congratulations. And I found out from <laughs> looking over here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty awesome. Is there is there a voting process in that, or is that something that uh, – uh, I don't, it's just a panel um, that 
does it from here on? So people can so people can actually nominate you. So it's the Josie Awards. It's the 2022 Josie Awards. It's the largest international uh, recognized award red carpet award show for independent artists. And so people can actually recommend you if they think that you have an amazing voice or if you've got a, a wonderful song that you feel the world needs to hear. So yeah. And then from here on out, if you're nominated, you go to the award show in October and it's actually going to be at the Grand Opry this year. So we're super, super excited. And um, you get to be there. And if you get nominated, you get to get up on stage and get your award and get a plaque. Yep. And it's it's an incredible, incredible experience. Very cool. Awesome. It sounds like you know a lot about the Josie Awards. Uh, should I say, is Miss Rose appropriate? Or sure. I feel weird saying Sugar Rose, <laughs> and I get it, but Miss Rose. You can call me whatever you want. It's it's all good. <laughs> well, not whatever you want, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> appropriately, appropriately. Yeah, yeah. And talk and kind of uh, we had a, a guest a couple of weekends ago. Um, CJ Glatton, who came on and uh, he called everyone darling, and that ah. that went over. You should have seen the eyeballs flutter in the person above you there, and ah. it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, twice. I mean, I got on the phone and live. Yeah, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Jen Ford went two years ago to the Josie Awards. Super fun. Brian Gibson, good to see you here, brother. Um, Wait, Project is it Josie? Hard. Is it Josie Awards or? Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. Josie Music Awards. Okay, I was just, yes, awesome. Yeah. I'm taking was, notes. So, I was looking at the categories, and if it, there's an influencer out there, there should be an award that helps promote these artists. I, I, I think of a couple organizations that uh, I could think of when uh, I'm only thinking about we. That's all I'm doing. So. Well, and, and, you know, that's a good idea because next year there is an influencer award and there's also, um, I, I can't remember how it was written, but there, there's an award for certain, um, like last year, their subject was actually mental health and PTSD awareness. And so this year, I'm not sure what their subject is, but there is absolutely influencer awards that can be nominated. So you never know. You never know. Awesome. <laughs> I got I got the chance to go uh, last year, actually. I was nominated for um, Multi-Genre Vocalist of the Year. And I didn't win, which was okay, but it was still a heck of an experience and just an incredible, incredible thing to do. It was down in Gatlinburg in Pigeon Forge last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm thinking outside the box now. We get our, our WeP3 Nation down there. We could do a WeP3 after party and uh, – Get all of our artists stacked in there and just say, boom, Jen Ford. Heck yeah. Quit bragging. You quit bragging. Uh, CJ called me. Guitars and singing and coming up with stuff. That'd be pretty cool, too. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. Is that in Nashville, that award? It's going to be this year. They're actually having it uh, at the Grand Opry. Um, Opryland this year, so or not Opryland, but the, okay, the Grand Ole Opry. Grand Ole Opry, yes. So for it, they they every year it's in a different place. It was at Dollywood a few years ago. Last year it was in Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area, and then this year it's here in Nashville. So I'm excited. 
Well, maybe we just need to have a wee P3 after party regardless. Yes. I know know, some places down there that would host that. Hey, and you probably have quite a few artists that are nominated. I bet you anything. So for this year. So we combed the list. Uh, D Rock normally is the outlaw. I was talking to Tony this morning. D Rock is normally uh, on that list. Yeah. And uh, uh, Stephen John is normally on the list in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we we do have a number of artists that are in our network that uh, mm-hmm. do get nominated for that award. And Shad Turner, good to see you, brother. Um, Shad Turner, uh, what used to be kind of the host of our show, and it's good to see him uh, come back. And he's got his own podcast out there now. Oh, wonderful! Um, make sure you're uh, throwing out your your name and what you're doing there, bud, so we can get people to your podcast as well. Um, and look at that. We're we just we didn't even talk about any of the content we've been intending to, and uh, <laughs> we're here. Boom! I love it. This is good stuff. Musicians, Josie Award, and uh, talking about a possible tour in the near future involving uh, the WeP3 Nation and their their artists. So oh, that's uh, stay amazing. stay listening and. Uh, We'll keep talking. We'll get the right people in in place and make sure this thing, make sure this thing happens. So that's awesome. Well, Miss Rose, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Mother of four young strapping men. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So you and Andrew were trying to have some kind of competition, didn't even know it. Didn't even Um, know. Yeah. (laughs) Four boy moms rock. Woo. Boy, I tell you, boy moms are a different world. We're we're a different breed <laughs> compared to. Oh, I don't know if I can. What, what is what is the age range of your young men? Uh, my oldest is twenty one, and uh, just did hit the big two one in February, and then I have a seventeen year old. Uh, I have one that's going to be fifteen in two weeks, and my ten year old. <laughs> nice. They are all boy, you know, strong-willed and love to play sports and they're all every personality is different so it's a it's a wonderful experience to <laughs> work with that. <laughs> um I just real quick we had uh Brian Paul on. Do you know Brian Paul? Miss Rose? I don't believe I do. Okay, he's just dropping your name, and that's okay. Oh, um, well, part well. of part of our network and uh, <laughs> another boots on the ground organization that's uh, in the network and uh, moving to do great things for our veterans and first responders and uh, focus on veterans. But uh, it's still great to have him in our network, and he comes and watches us, and it's it's good. We've had him on here sharing his mission, and awesome. now, um, and again, thank you, Tony, for uh, we, we had. We never throw our guests under the bus. Life happens, man. It, it is what it is. It's a Mother's Day weekend. Um, Tony has been calling me pretty frequently lately with good news and uh, uh, life transitions and doing the things that he needs to do and sharing them with me. And uh, I, I said, well, we will be doing what we do this weekend. Normally, we don't have a guest on on holiday weekends. We've been actually picking that up uh as of late, and uh, we had one. They had something that they needed to get done this weekend, which is fine. 
And he said, I've got someone. Can we just uh, throw out um, an invite? And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. And uh, I, I sat and I talked with uh, Miss Rose last night for a couple minutes. And uh, I'm like, this is a, a win-win for everyone. Let's get her on. So uh, she's here. Thank you for being available thank on you. your Mother's Day. And again, um, thank you for, for making the sacrifices you've needed to do, not only be a mother, but you've been in the, the role of supporting veterans um, a good part of your life. Yes. Share it with us. Uh, well, I'll kind of start by telling you a little bit of, of the short version of my story. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I was... Long story short, I moved to Indiana about 11 years ago, um, and I was in the medical field for really pretty much the last 15 years. Um, I've been in the eye field for the last 10 years, uh, working on the medical side of the eye with ophthalmology and things like that. And um, I met my my ex-husband. <laughs> you know, we all have life that gets in the way sometimes, but I, I met That's him. not what you titled him when you met him, was it? <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> no, it was not. He was, he was my, a wonderful, he's still a wonderful person, honestly. Like we actually are still friends, but um, he, uh, we started a relationship and everything and um, we were together for six years and he is an army veteran. Um, so he was active duty as 82nd airborne for eight years. And then for the remainder of the time, he was in the national guard. Um, and so at first, you know, I was still just working my 40 hour a week job uh, in the medical field. One of the reasons I went into the medical field is because I absolutely love helping people and being there, especially in ophthalmology on that medical side, it's a real heavy place to be. There's a lot of people coming in because usually it's trauma related. It's, you know, the health related things are not, not on the up and up with, with everything. So being able to be there and be a positivity and, and be a, a motivation and a light for the patients that come in was kind of my highlight. Um, and so through everything, my husband actually asked me if uh, I'd be interested in becoming the family readiness leader for the National Guard. And I thought to myself, I said, you know, I, I've always been a follower. I've, I've always been a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, doctor, no, doctor person. I've never thought I had leadership quality or ability for people to like, just listen to me. You know, I always just felt like I was the one that just was supposed to listen to everybody else. And so I was really, really apprehensive about it at first and just didn't think that I had it. And I decided to give it a try. So I went down to Indianapolis and I went to a two day seminar down there where they talked about what it is to be an FRG leader, um, kind of what what the rule and the regulations are, how, how things work and what you're doing. <clears throat> and I found it quite interesting. And I remember sitting there listening to some of the other people that have been doing it for quite a few years. And they talked about how incredibly rewarding it is and how you develop family. And, you know, at that point in time, I had made friends with, um, the you know the soldiers in in his company and the family and things like that from just different things we did but i never never took it to that next level so when i came back as the family readiness leader um it just all kind of fell into place and it was an incredible feeling to be able to 
get up. I remember the first time I got up in front of everybody and they're all standing at attention and, you know, listening to me. And I was like shaking and my legs are shaking. My feet were shaking. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm going to trip up. And, you know, so, but it was, it was an incredible thing. And I was able to say who I was and what I'm doing and kind of what my plans were. And we started building a team and, and it was incredible. Every drill I would go and we would do a breakfast or we would do a lunch for them. Uh, one time I got to go to Camp Atterbury and I got to drive around the Humvee and give everybody sack lunches. And that was an incredible experience. And um, so it just kind of turned into such a bigger purpose. And then when the guys would go to training or they go, you know, different places, I would take care of the point of contact. Um, I would be there for the family, um, for the, the wives, the parents, the children. I would be there for the emergencies, the Red Cross calls, whatever it, it would be. Um, and so I started really taking on that role to do all that. And then I really started learning about the, the heavier side of, of someone that's in the military. You know, growing up, I, my dad was in the Coast Guard, um, but my mom and dad separated when I was really young. And so I saw him once a year. I, so I never really got to experience going from here to there and moving all over the place. Um, so for me, it was, it was quite a bit different. Um, but it was, it was just, uh, it was an incredible experience to start to get to know the soldiers and their families on another level. Um, and, and start really having people come to me and want to talk to me and want to open up about their life. And that's when I realized that there's a bigger purpose here. And I started getting involved in our veteran communities um, through some different avenues, FW22 in Fort Wayne. I became really great friends with um, the founder of that. And so it started becoming just a very big part of my life. And I started having more and more people start to come to me and talk to me. And it was just such an incredible feeling that people, they listen and, and they wanna be motivated by what I have to say. And, and so that's really where everything started. Um, after, after about, I'd say a year of me being a family readiness leader, I decided to take a leap and uh, open my own business. And that never would have happened had I never you know, met my husband at the time, had he had never encouraged me to become a leader, to become a motivator, a motivational speaker, um, to be able to be strong enough to realize that I can be a leader and I can have people want something that I, that I have, you know? And so I opened my coffee shop and um, I had a military themed coffee shop um, it was called American Sugar Coffee House, and my logo was actually a heart, and it was a soldier's flag that's on their uniform, so the flag flying backwards on their uniform. And that was kind of my topic of when people would come into the shop and they'd ask, why is the flag backwards? I can educate them, you know, and tell them, you know, this, this is the reason, because of soldiers charging forward in battle, the flag's always flying, you know? And that was just an incredible point to start to educate people about our soldiers and about our military and about our, our veterans and what people struggle with and what they go through. And that there's so, so many people are, are physically like just blind to what actually, what actually people go through. And so, um, my coffee shop became, 
it became the town therapist, <laughs> you know, and, and I started having people come to me and just talk to me. And it was so much more than coffee. I felt led to open the shop. And the crazy thing is, is I didn't even know how to make coffee when I, when I bought the shop. <laughs> this is something that I was just, it was a mission and it was bigger than me. And I knew it was, and it was almost like I was a puppet on a string kind of doing this when I quit my medical career. And I remember that the right people kept coming into my path. I had a man that was a coffee connoisseur come in and give me a 60 minute crash course on the coffee bean to teach me how to use my espresso machine. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it all started. And then from the ground up, I built everything. I built my menu. I, you know, when I went into the building, um, it was under, it, four feet of water in the basement because a pipe had burst and it was under three inches of water across the entire thing um, because of the frozen pipes and the bursting and all that stuff that had happened and things weren't taken care of. But I saw past all of that and I saw this vision that I just can't explain that I thought... I'm going to get on my hands and knees for months and I'm going to clean it. And I'm going to, I'm going to scrub these refrigerators that have had food in them for over a year and, you know, like all this stuff. And so it all just kind of happened. And um, then I got really involved with, you know, not just, not just necessarily being um, supportive of our veterans, but also supportive of our first responders, um, our policemen, our, our firemen, our EMTs, people that suffer and struggle and, they also don't have an avenue to talk to people. Um, and so that became a thing where we had uh, flags made where I had the thin red line, the thin blue line. I had, you know, a memorial flag at the time um, that was made for all of my husband at the time, his fallen um, family that was uh, part of everything. And so it was just an incredible thing. And, and we started making it an kind of a unity for first responders and firemen and policemen and, and our veterans. And, and it just became an education, a place for people to learn about what really goes on behind closed doors. And, you know, being a wife to someone that suffers with PTSD and depression and seeing how for so many years that he would just smile at everybody and everything was always great and there was never any issues or any problems even with us you know it was it was great and he would um drink a bottle of whiskey a night you know and and that's where he hid his pain and his hurt and numbed the the night terrors and everything that he had going on and you know being on the outside looking in on that made it even more pronounced for me to start really educating myself and learning and being able to be there for others and help others. Um, you know, I've, I've been the phone call in the middle of the night. Um, I've been to too many funerals as one is too many. And, you know, it just, it's just something that became a huge, huge calling in my path. And, I ended up, life gets in the way sometimes, you know, but I ended up keeping my coffee shop open for almost three years. Um, I was given the name Sugar, and that's why I called it American Sugar, because one of my soldiers actually gave me that nickname, and uh, it stuck. And when they, they hacked into my Facebook profile and changed my name for 90 days, I was like, well, you know what? I guess this is my name now. <laughs> So I guess I'm stuck with it. And so that's why I named the coffee shop American Sugar. 
Um, but when COVID hit, unfortunately, you know, I stayed open for about another year. I did everything I could to try to keep it going. We were a small town in Indiana, in South Whitley. Um, and so the biggest part of a lot of the people that come in were from the school and cause we had a little school and when the school shut down, everything just kind of shut down. So I ultimately made the decision, uh, to close the coffee shop in, uh, October of 2020. I want to say, and that's when my life changed. <laughs> so, you know, the whole time I've always known that I'm on a mission bigger than me. There's something here and I don't quite understand it, but I know it's about helping people. And I know that along the way, I'm going to continue to be guided and have the right people put in my path, maybe learn some lessons along the way. Cause you know, that's, we got to sprinkle those in there. <laughs> Can't just be all perfect, you know? And so, um, in uh, uh, December, so New Year's Eve of 2020, I ended up at a show. Um, I was not at a great point in my life. Um, I had just sold my shop. I remember sitting there going, okay, what's next? You know, I, I just lost everything that I've worked so hard for. And how do I help people now if I, you know, I can't even help myself. And, and I got to a really, really dark point in my own life. Um, I was a single mom. I was there 14 hours a day. I was, I was fighting tooth and nail to keep the place. And, and ultimately I just, I, I honestly, I prayed about it and I said, all right, I, I need some signs here. Cause like, I, I'm really in a dark place and I'm not okay. And I'm trying and I'm, I'm trying to be a positive and a light and a motivator for everybody else, but I can't even like help myself. And I was, I got involved in in a, a short-term relationship and the person really treated me like dirt he was very verbally and mentally abusive and it sucked but through him is how i ended up going to that show on new year's eve and i'll never forget i remember standing in the bedroom thinking you know what? i'm just gonna go to bed because i i'm miserable and this is my life now and I, you know, I guess I just have to suck it up and deal with it. And I've always been one to dust the dirt off my knees and just keep pushing forward. And, you know, I got to a point where I kind of lost myself and I lost who I was. And there was a couple of times in my life where at that point that I was like, you know what, I could just, I could just keep driving and not take my foot off the gas and wherever I, I hit, I hit. And, and when I got to that point, I knew that's when I really, I needed, I needed help. And I knew that I needed to be, I, I got, I had to get out of my head and where I was going with everything. And, you know, it was, it was a scary, scary time. And, um, you know, through that whole thing, I still had people that would come to me and talk to me and I would still be that phone call in the middle of the night. And I would still help others as much as I could and be a light and a positivity and not let people see what that I was suffering and that I was struggling. And that was one thing that really opened my eyes really just in this last year is that you suffering and struggling quietly is it's, it's eats you alive. Everything, everything that it does, it's, it's destroying you from the inside out. And um, when I was able to, really see that and be able to, I don't know, I guess have the strength to come to someone for help and say, look, I, I'm struggling. I, I don't know what to do here. And this is not me. And I, I want to, 
I want to find a, a way. And, and I was able to talk and I was able to heal and I was able to push forward. And I ended up at this show where, like I said, I was in my bedroom and I was about to go to bed. And I just had this rush come over me that said, get up and get dressed, go to this show tonight. And I didn't want to go, but I went and they asked me to get up on stage and sing. And, uh, which just, I didn't know them. <laughs> I didn't know any of the songs. I had a book that I got to flip through and find a song. And I was like, you know what? I'll sing hurt. Why not? I know that one. And I like that song. So I'll sing that. Well, I got up there and, uh, I had had a couple glasses of wine. So I was like, heck, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and I got up there and, and I sang and it changed my life that night. It did. And, uh, you know, I was able to, really see that there was a bigger mission here. Um, I had no idea where it was going to lead. Uh, it, I ended up coming back and forth to Nashville. Um, I got signed to an indie record label, um, which was pretty cool. And I got to record my very first ever song in a studio. And mind you, I've never chased my music career. Um, I've loved singing. I was in choirs and talent shows when I was a kid, but as I got older, I got to a point where I was like, eh, you know, other things are more important. <laughs> and so I kind of went a completely different path. And um, when that happened to me on New Year's Eve, I knew that night, I knew my life was going to change. And, and I didn't know how yet, but I just, I knew that it was, this was it. This was something huge that I've been, you know, asking for. This, this is my mission. This is the reason I'm here and I'm not going to understand it probably for a long time, but, but this is, this is why I'm here. And, um, I started coming back and forth to Nashville and things kind of fell apart. Um, but I ended up doing a, um, a recording cover of Hurt and, um, I ended up meeting, I got on TikTok and I ended up meeting some people on TikTok, um, that helped me kind of promote and they invited me to Texas. And this, this again is where I was kind of going through a time where I was kind of like feeling discouraged. I'm like, why am I here? What am I doing? What I've lived, I've, I've lived on a couch for the last six months. I've lost everything. Like I lost my home. I lost my business. You know, I, I can't even like take care of my kids. Right. Like so much stuff had happened to me. And in between all of this, like I, I was at my lowest and you know, I felt like I just, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't a good enough mom and I wasn't a good enough wife and I wasn't a good enough daughter and like everything all, all compiled into one. And then when the trip started happening back and forth to Nashville, uh, it was like just one letdown after another, after another, after another. And I kept thinking, you know, man, maybe this is just a lesson teaching me that I'm not supposed to be here, you know, and I just kept praying about it. And I, I ended up in Texas um, at a TikTok takeover <laughs> and uh, we it just kind of happened. I had said that I'd love to do a PTSD awareness video to this cover of Hurt. And I I know that it's a ballsy song to do. Excuse my language, <laughs> but it's you know, it's a it's a gutsy song to do. Because we all know Johnny Cash, is, he's the king of that song. And uh, when I did it, I did it because I just felt, I felt led to. And so when I went to Texas, um, I had uh, volunteers 
come in and want to be a part of this music video and it just kind of happened and so i ended up having uh marine veterans uh, a marine veteran um other veterans come in um firemen policemen uh 911 dispatchers domestic violence abuse uh survivors um people that just suffer in general come in and volunteer to be a part of this music video which blew my mind and i never ever ever thought that what would come out of it would be as as incredible as it's as it's been and you can tell me to hush at any time if i'm talking too much <laughs> no you're not that it's but it. it's it's yeah. kind of nice I mean, we just threw the kibbles and bits out there and you're just you're gobbling it all up and i love it and yeah. it's it's amazing no, but we're going to get this all fit together and put it together where it makes sense and uh uh miss rose does have three songs prepared for us tonight and we're going to play all three songs and we're going to let her get her mission, her message and mission out there. Um, we shared with her, she can share all the organizations that she's been involved with and then can, and share that. And I want to tell you the reason why we do this. And she knows why we've had this conversation, but it's, we are jigsawing the opportunity to make sure that we are covering the entire country with organizations that can facilitate the needs of our veterans and first responders. So, We've been pretty aggressive, and we've we've got 180 organizations in our wheelhouse, and that network is pretty large, and we are we love it, and uh, we can call up. I can't say someone from every state yet, but we're getting there. We need to sit down and create the dynamic that we can logistically see where exactly each organization. And that graphic's coming, by the way, but uh, it'll be in a different format, and it'll be a little shock and awe when you see it. Uh, but uh, we are excited. What's that, Tony? I said it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and it's awesome. It does. It does. And um, I guess a question I want to ask, because you said that the night that you were in Nashville, um, that was the night that changed your life. Have there been any conversations recently that may have sparked some intrigue and uh, maybe uh, some excitement? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, just even uh, talking with you last night was was incredible. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so and kind of what we talked about with everything. And I'm just I'm honored to to potentially be a part of that. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything, if, if you know, but uh, I definitely am excited. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And I haven't necessarily revealed all the things with Andrea yet either, but uh, mm -hmm. just some possibilities, some plausibilities, and just uh, an opportunity to create the network and, and facilitate more need. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, we've been battling the, the concept of bringing awareness. I'm, I'm kind of done with bringing awareness, to be honest with you. I think everyone knows. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe I have this a little wrong. Only in the fact that we get to talk with the same very small percentage of our country on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly, mm -hmm. uh, and the conversation goes: only three percent of our country uh, signs up for uh, service in the military, and roughly three percent sign up as first responders. Um, so we call that our 6%. And uh, so there's, 
94% of the world that we need to bring awareness to. And I don't, I don't believe that statement because when I've stood in the crowd and had conversations and spoke to them and I have everyone stand up and I say, Hey, if you've got someone that you know, who has been in the military or served in the military, you know, sit down, actually I haven't sit down, stand, but, um, and then, you know, who do you know anyone who have served or have you served as a first responder? By the time we get done with this conversation, everyone is standing. So I think the awareness is out there. I don't think people understand that they need to take a proactive role in accommodating the needs for these people that have given them the opportunity. I'm going to say this is Andrew's favorite phrase of mine. Lay their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom every single day. We, we need to transition that concept is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've developed shock and awe, and that's where we're going to go. I just want to, outside of talking all the time, because we still, I mean, we got a legitimate show going on here, brothers and sisters. Uh, but we got some music to play, too. So um, I'm just going to roll. And Miss Rose does have a point. She's competing against the cash here. Um She's also competing in one of my favorite renditions is also the nine, nine inch nails, but um, <laughs> you know what? She, she, she nails it and she nails it. I'm going to say because, and thank you for your gift to begin with, because <laughs> you do have a gift, but our veterans and first responders see what the focal point and the vision is. And you'll see that in this video here. So um, we have got Miss Sugar Rose with, I'm a veteran. I'm a police officer. I'm a firefighter. I'm a nurse. I'm a police officer. I'm a 911 dispatcher. I am a veteran. I'm a firefighter. I'm a police officer. I'm a veteran. We are all the faces of PTSD. I hurt myself today to see if I'd still feel I focus. On the pain, the only thing that's real, the needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting, trying to kill it all away, but I remember everything. What have I become, my sweetest friend? Everyone I know goes away in the Upon my lightest chair 
States Air Force. And just like many of my other brothers and sisters, I suffer with depression and PTSD. Hi, my name is Jocelyn, and I'm a PTSD survivor. I'm spousal. Hey, everybody. My name is Ryan Johnson. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I'm 33 years old, and I am a survivor of PTSD. My name is Felicia Double. I'm a U.S. Army veteran was in for eight years and I suffer from PTSD. My name is TJ Adams. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I am a survivor. You are not alone. I got your six. Dig smoke inhalation over here. <laughs> no, uh, this guy's not helping me either. <laughs> put, his, put his mushy crap out there which is exactly what all you need to start doing that that video like that just me going to texas changed my life tj uh, adams is the founder of stand against suicide and he that's who you saw at the very end of the video he was my marine veteran that um volunteered and that's how i met him and that's honestly where this mission comes into play with you're all some everybody is somebody somebody no matter what we go through there is somebody that needs to hear your story somebody that needs to see what you're going through and know that it's okay and that you're going to be if you can get through it they can get through it and believe it or not they may be in the same place or worse off than you but you could save a life and that's what happened when I went to Texas, not knowing anybody, not knowing what was going to happen. I had a fireman reach out to me two weeks later, and he and I talked for probably 24 hours, and he had just written a suicide note 
Um, and he, he was in a very bad place in his life with his, his family and being a fireman and, and the things that he was experiencing and seeing that he's held for so long. And when I did this video, he felt led to come talk to me instead of taking out and, and, and doing what he, he was originally set to do. And I was able to call TJ Adams and I was able to say, hey, I need your help. And these men lived 15 minutes apart from one another. And it still gives me chills and blows my mind. And if I cry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, don't be sorry for a second. TJ went over to his house at midnight and sat with him and talked with him and and talked him off the ledge and, and everything that he had going on and got him into a PTSD trauma center. And it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, this man calls, messages me every day, every day and tells me that I saved his life. And I always tell him it's not me, you know, God, God used me in your life for the right things at the right time and put TJ there. And, and TJ, when he founded Stand Against Suicide uh, quite a few years ago, his brother was one of the 22. And that is the reason that he started Stand Against Suicide. And in, it's in Texas. And what they would do is go to certain, they'd go stand on the street corner with hundreds of people and just hold up a sign to say, you are not alone. We are here. Come talk to us if you need us. We will be there in the middle of the night. And he was exactly that. And we don't know the whole story of what happened. We just know, like I said, it was natural causes. But he suddenly lost his life in right before Christmas. And it just it 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 it's heavy, you know, especially because like I felt led to go to Texas and do this out of the blue. And God used him as a warrior and 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 a messenger and and included me in on that to save a life because that's what we're here for to save lives to make a difference to you know one family one fight one mission is is really what it's all about and I like what you said about it's not about bringing awareness anymore because people are aware people know it's about making a difference now it's about making a change and standing up to say we are going to find a way to fight this. We're going to find a way to, to get through to people, to heal, to move forward, to change their lives. And so I thought that was incredible when you just said that, because I agree a hundred percent with you. Well, not many people do that. So you're taking a risk. <laughs> uh, <I'm... laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's an amazing part of the conversation. And, and everyone that's listening right now, um, looking at the numbers, I mean, it, it's not our biggest show ever, and that's okay. Um, we've had about 1,100 people on since we started, and uh, that's just the the streaming aspect of it. I mean, we get the podcast opportunity, but everyone that's listening realize you are on the you are on the cusp and have the opportunity opportunity to do something amazing right now, and that is change. The direction someone is going um in a positive matter what happens when we get put this all together and we make <laughs> i'm not trying to steal anyone's uh political but make america great uh, i'm not trying to steal anyone's uh statements there um uh, we and i told uh miss rose last night that uh 
um, we we have a hashtag, uh, make America one, and that fits really well with one family, one fight, one mission. And um, I asked her if she had a copyright because I was going to steal it from her. And uh, no, we're we're under an understanding. We're working together. That's the the big piece. That's right. And the thing <laughs> is, if we can get all these minds working together and create the collaboration. I while you were sitting there having that conversation about getting a group, if you would get a group of your people one day a month and find one of your major outlet sporting events or something and go stand on the corner, you know, kind of like, hey, got tickets to sell. No, uh, we can save your life, or we can, we're here to support you, veteran or first responder, or you know, and and go down there with some subway. Um, foot long gift certificates in case there might be a homeless veteran standing down there looking for the next meal and start taking care of each other. It's, it's not really that hard because if you were on the battlefield and you needed to, you someone dropped, you would be there to help them. You know, you would, you'd grab on, pull back, pull forward, do whatever, and get them the help that they need. That's yeah. what we need right now. We need a bunch of corpsmen out there that are willing to, to make life better for and i'm going to tell you right now i selfishly i am a selfish mfer if i can say that um i know right uh because i'm I'm kind of driven right now Uh oh did mark freeze up dang and he was in the middle of something oh Oh my well we'll just leave it at he's a real mfer and then move forward from that how's that whoopsies um, I'm sure he'll come back in with something spectacular. One thing that I like to say is that, you know, war was not fought on the battlefield alone. It's not going to be fought alone now, you know, and PTSD, yeah. the war, it's, it's, it's a war within ourselves and it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. And no one, no one deserves to go out alone. No matter what, that's we're we're all here to be here for each other. You're just kind of fast. <laughs> it's like a hundred miles an hour. Let's hear a song. Ready for school. Put on a face. He's been a fool. Said he's sorry. I left my keys. Put on a smile so they don't see. Kids in the back seat. Singing to the Once again 
was wow. very touching. Very touching. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it breaks my you heart know, that I know that it happens. It's that's that's actually the song for me. That's the very first song I ever did here in Nashville um, in Omni Studios, Omni Sound Studio. That song was written for me um, by my friend Levi Kobe, I guess, that found me in the first place. He was the one that I met the night at the show. And um, he wrote that for me when I was going through some of the worst times of my life. I was in an abusive, domestic abusive relationship. Um, it was verbal and mental and it, it turned physical. And that's when I, I got out luckily, but a lot of people aren't so lucky. And a lot of people today are still even just suffering and dealing with it, men and women. And it's, it's not just us women that are suffering and, you know, going through, going through these things where we feel like we're not enough and we feel worthless and we feel unappreciated and you know um it's just it's incredible how many people are coming forward these days that their mental health is at its worst because of one because of what they're going through personally with with ptsd and trauma but two if you don't have someone that's supportive and loving of you on the other end how do you heal how do you push forward? How do you how do you find yourself and discover your strengths and discover your purpose? And you know when you're when you're not being lifted up and appreciated and valued and loved, and a lot of men go through that. And that's why I wrote Battle Scar. <laughs> so and that's the very first song I've actually ever ever written. So no, that was awesome. I I so this is where we started with musicians um on the show really is some of our we started inviting guests best guess who had the struggle lived through the struggle wanted to share their message of their struggle and then shortly into that search for guests all of a sudden we had musicians and their struggle turned into the beauty of the music that they want to share mm -hmm. and that is that is their way of giving back most of them will tell you um, even if they don't have the trauma songs, the military struggle, the, the PTSD music, their love of music and their um, healing kind of came together through the music that they, they had access to and the music they can make. And then some of these amazing pieces that reach out to others. And that's the goal to reach out to others with that, that word. Um, not like Peterson to um, rush through his words. <laughs> so, although he does have charge of the music, so we, I think we have one more song, right? How we doing? Ooh, much better, Yay! much better. I, I apologize. I don't know what does that, but uh, no. And I, I agree with everything that you guys are saying, and it just, it's a sucky, dark place to be, and I don't know where. I haven't been able to come up with a, so my first degree was in psychology and I had to get out of it because to tell people to cowboy the F up probably was not a good general practice uh, phrase to use, but I just couldn't handle the people that kept touching the hot stove wanting a different response. It's, 
so then I end up having these conversations. I don't understand where people find it okay and deem it okay to hurt other people, both physically and emotionally. I don't, I don't get that piece. And so I became a school teacher instead, you know, that <laughs> because we can really reach them when they're little. No, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm only laughing. It's been a rough couple I'm just of years. Damaging children now. No big deal. Uh, cowboy the F up. Little one. No. Um, no, so, uh, and again, so here's another message I want to make sure that's out there. If you are in that spot, if you're in that place, um, you know, I can, there's people on this panel that we know some very sensitive information about. We've never thrown their stuff out there for the world to hear and know about. Uh, that's not our job. Our job is to get them into a place where they feel like they are comfortable they're making a difference, and they are who they want to be. And I think that's what life is generally supposed to be about, is that you get to practice life. You get to practice who you are. You get to practice and experience the experiences you want to experience at the level that you want to experience it. And that does come at the hand of another person telling you what, how, and when you need to do that. And um, that sounds a lot like boot camp at that point, but that's that was a decision at that point, too. Um, if you are ever in that spot, uh, again, we are called, we, the people, the people's Patriot project. Yes. Our focus is on veterans and first responders. Our focus is on those that have supported veterans and first responders, spouses and children. But if the, you are a, we, the people, which I think is a hundred percent of everyone in this country, and you are in a spot where you need help, reach out. We will find a way and we will make it happen. And uh, that's what I personally believe in. Uh, the staff of the WP3 group know that, and that's where we're at. And uh, we, we've been limited on resources lately. It's just the way it is. And uh, we've had to say no to a couple of asks in the last couple of months. And uh, I know that if we had the resources in-house, we would have definitely taken care of each and every one of them. But it just comes to the point where we still have to stay in operation. And we will continue to stay in operation. And I'm so excited to have you, Sugar Rose. Um, it's been amazing having Tony Turner, and he keeps it alive. And uh, he, uh, him and Misty, who are amazing to our org, just do great things. We yeah. try. Yeah, you, you, you get her done. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so honored to be here and just be a part of this. It's incredible. It's just, I've been... I've been looking for a family, if you will, for a long time to be able to be a part of something so much bigger, you know, because I'm, I'm just one person and hi, I can only do, um, you know, so much. And, and I do my best to do motivational speaking and, and things like that. Um, but to have a family that, um, is involved with that. And we all have that, that same one family, one fight, one mission, you know, um, idea. That's incredible. That's where incredible things happen. And, and I'm just honored that you guys wanted to talk to me and, and, and meet me and, and really just kind of make me part of your family. It's just, it's an honor to have that. Well, 